You are locked on Cougars. Welcome into a Friday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing fantastic. Episode 1001. Yes, we kick over to our, I guess, next thousand episodes. Regardless, we have a lot to cover on today's show. Out at media availability and BYU football practice yesterday. My observations, what I took away. BYU actually had the pads on, so I took a lot more away, I felt like, than day one. We'll delve into that. We'll also preview a pivotal showdown for BYU men's basketball. Basketball tonight, they face Loyola Marymount, who advanced in the West Coast Conference Tournament by virtue of a victory last night over Pacific. What to make of the third matchup between the Lions and the Cougars? We'll delve into that, and of course, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports over this upcoming weekend. So a lot to get to, and not a lot of time to get to it, so let's waste no more time and dive right in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 4th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked On Cougars. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. So thank you for carving out some time to join us here. By the time most Most of you probably will be listening to this. I will be already on the road. I am headed to Las Vegas, but never fear. I'm taking the studio with me. It's mobile. We're taking it, uh, my equipment, and we'll be recording shows live from Las Vegas as I will be on duty throughout the upcoming week with Mitch Harper from KSLSports.com. We're kind of tag team covering everything going on in Las Vegas with conference tournaments, and that means we start tonight with BYU and Loyola Marymount. We'll get to a preview of that game here momentarily, but let's start off with some BYU football and what I took away from BYU football practice yesterday. I originally intended to play some uh, practice audio, and I did not get a chance uh, to put the special edition of the podcast together uh, that features it. We had media availability from Aaron Roderick, BYU's offensive coordinator, wide receiver Gunnar Romney, and linebacker Ben Bywater. I will endeavor to get that done at some point today and up for you guys so you can hear those media sessions. But uh, my overall takeaway from practice yesterday was I learned a whole lot more now that BYU actually has shoulder pads on. Guys are actually able to hit each other a little bit. They're actually able to play the game of football as it's more intended to be played. Obviously, BYU is not tackling to the ground. They were not in full pads. They were in shorts. Uh, they weren't wearing their full game pads, but it was still good to see them hitting and getting after it. There were actually uh, referees out there, officials uh, calling penalties, all that stuff. So it looked more like football. Let's put it that way as compared to number one. Uh, excuse me, not number one, day one. My apologies. All right, my takeaways from practice yesterday. First off, Keanu Hill had a wide open touchdown pass from Jaron Hall. It appeared to me that it was just a mix up in coverage on defense and Keanu Hill got behind the defense and Jaron Hall just lofted it to him and there was not a defender within 10 yards of Hill when he caught the pass. He threw up the Tyreek Hill peace sign as he ran towards the end zone if you guys know from the Kansas City Chiefs and it was a really, really good play. Jaron Hall, folks, let me just insert here. He is looking poised, he's looking confident, and his arm is as good as ever. Now, other quarterback news, uh, we saw Cade Fennigan uh, in the final drive of the media observation period. He did get finally in there. Some people who were expressing concern 
learned that they have not heard much about Cade. Uh, what I understand is he was slowed a little bit by injury during the offseason, but he is expected to participate, and he did. But the problem was, in that final drive, he made a bad and a poor decision to throw a ball into coverage and did not put any zip, it felt like, really on that ball and was picked off by Malik Moore. Malik Moore just went up and took it, and it was a, just a bad decision, a poor throw, and Cade, uh, you could tell he was upset with that decision. Another quarterback I was very impressed with in the limited uh, reps that we saw. Let me be very clear about this, folks. I'm not watching the full hour plus practice. We watched probably, it was probably 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes at the most. Uh, but I really liked what Soljay Mayava Peters is looking like. He is a different looking quarterback than what I have seen from him previously. And I'll be frank, we did not get an opportunity to really watch much of him over the past two years. But as compared to what I understood about him, what I had seen from him, and what I'm seeing or what I saw yesterday, he has very much worked on his game. Does that mean he is in the mix to be the backup quarterback? I think he'll be in the battle, but I think he he has a lot of ground to make up. I still think that Jacob Conover is the odds-on favorite to be the number two guy at BYU with Cade Fennigan probably being third or Soljay Maiava-Peters mixed in there. But the nice part is these backup quarterbacks are showing some nice things. I actually, and you're probably wondering, well, what about Conover? What I took away from Conover is nothing really stood out to me, and that's not a bad thing. He just kind of did what he does, and that actually was a good thing. I, I think he is a guy who's got the inside track at the number two job. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, I hope that the quarterback play yesterday made an impression on 2023 five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada. I saw him and his brothers. They were all visiting BYU yesterday. Roman Rashada was the one who came on the visit. He is a JUCO uh, product out of Diablo Valley College in California. California. Very much uh, considering uh, committing to BYU, signing with the Cougars, and joining the program. Well, he happened to bring his five-star younger brother, Jaden Rashada, on campus with him, as well as their other brother. Actually, there's a third brother. His name is Harlan Rashada, um, and Harlan is another Juco prospect. He's a defensive back or a linebacker type, 6'3", 220 pounds, plays at Los Medanos College in California. So maybe the Rashada brothers three end up playing at BYU. Jaden Rashada has got no shortage of offers, folks. Roman Rashada and Harlan Rashada may end up at BYU. I would be of the opinion that BYU would be hard-pressed to get uh, Jaden Rashada to enroll, but if you get his brothers on campus, that really... That could help your chances. Jaden reported they got an offer yesterday from BYU, as you would expect. He came on campus. BYU's not going to waste time and be like, well, no, no, they offered him a scholarship. And that was really cool to see. It was fun to see them out there interacting with players and coaches. It seemed like they were having very spirited conversations and trying to kind of glean as much information as they possibly could from those they were speaking with. So that was fun to see. Now, other uh, impressions I took from practice yesterday, Miles Davis, a running back for BYU folks, one thing that he is is he he is smooth. It seems like he's gliding when he runs. And if that make, hopefully that makes sense to you guys. When you have, see people who are running top speed, but it just seems like they're so calm. I think of some of the great sprinters in U.S. Olympic history. You think of guys like Carl Lewis and just the way that they ran. They were running as fast as any human alive, but they look so smooth and so in control doing it. That's what Miles Davis is when he's carrying the football. Does that mean he's going to end up as, as running back one? I No, but I just really was impressed with the way he, how smooth he looked. 
Other things, uh, BYU defensive lineman Gabe Summers was near unblockable during the media portion yesterday. He was playing with the first-team defense against the second-team offensive line, so be sure to have that caveat there. It was the second-team O-line. But what I saw in the reps that I saw that Gabe Summers was out there, he had a whistle sack, three tackles for loss, and nobody could block him one-on-one. That was actually really good to see. I've always liked what Gabe Summers brings to the table for BYU, but it's very impressive to see him as dominant as he was yesterday, and uh, hopefully that will continue, because like I said, I, I I really came away impressed with that. Logan Fano, uh, the recent enrollee from Timview High School coming off of a mission, he actually also had a whistle sack in the media portion, so defensive line and getting after a little bit here, and we'll see if that continues. Obviously, whistle sacks are very subjective, because anytime you feel like you get like one fingertip on a quarterback, those officials are blowing the whistle as they should. But it is kind of funny how guys are, I wasn't down, I wasn't down. Well, you were down, according to the officials, so just deal with it. It's just, it's always funny to watch that. Now, one final thing uh, from my observations yesterday is an offensive line. BYU is trying to find the best combo of guys and Clark Barrington was not at practice that I could see, and obviously that could just be the fact that he needed to get to class early. So his brother Campbell Barrington, who's been playing right guard for BYU, they moved a Campbell into Clark's spot at left guard, and he did just fine next to uh, Blake Freeland. But on the right side of BYU's offensive line, the first string unit there, they actually moved Harris Lachance down to right guard with Kingsley Suomataia at right tackle. They also moved Braden Kime inside to right guard. Joe Tukuafu figures to be in the mix there, but I never saw Joe actually take reps. That could just be him taking a veteran day. Maybe he had class as well, but regardless, I believe BYU's offensive line is eight, nine, ten guys deep with legitimate starting aspirations, and it's not going to surprise me to see some guys maybe get their feelings hurt when they're not a starter, but they're going to have to prove it every single day. Daryl Funk, BYU's offensive line coach, he has got a great problem on his hands. He has got a lot of elite talent. Now he's just got to get the best combo of five guys out there at any given time to give BYU the success that they're looking for on offense. So there you go. My observations from, I guess, officially day three of BYU football practice. Uh, they will not practice again this week. They'll have uh, meetings and workouts and that type of stuff, but they'll get back to practice on Monday. Media availability will be on Monday, but I will be in Las Vegas. I'll be bringing you any audio that I'm able to garner or get from that but like I said I will not be there in person to give you my impressions but as many of you longtime listeners know I've got my ways of getting information my practice insiders I've already hit them up and said hey next week while I'm in Las Vegas I'm going to need your eyes to be my eyes and etc so we'll bring you anything that we learn throughout the coming week coming up here in a moment let's flip over to BYU basketball a huge showdown for BYU and I know huge sounds like a superlative that shouldn't be used in this instance but if BYU wants to realize their dream of dancing in March you got to go win this one. We preview LMU here in just a second. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Run Your Pool. March Madness is nine days away, my friends. I need you to get it started about thinking where you're going to run your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we are going to be running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with those standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both very much fun in their own way if you want to try something new. They also have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks, all of the stuff you will not find at 
at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you make some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even help you gain some customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There is no truer test than that. If you want to play against us on the Locked On Podcast Locked On Podcast Network and a chance at a cash prize, join us now. RunYourPool.com slash Locked On. And while you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. Once again, that's the promo code Pure Madness for $10 off that pool. Once again, RunYourPool.com slash Locked On for your chance to win a cash prize against us. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. Absolutely love this company. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. But more importantly, our friends at Built Bar, they are stepping up and they're putting money where their mouth is literally for the BYU football program. They have signed BYU football players to name, image, and likeness agreements to put cash in their pockets. And the way you can help support that is to help support our friends at Built Bar. As I mentioned, they are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. They have a new, I guess you can call it a bar if you want, but it's called their Protein Puffs. And what they are is they're literally marshmallows infused with protein absolutely delicious and the best part is they're covered in 100% real chocolate three delicious flavors they've got churro coconut marshmallow and banana cream pie banana cream pie is my favorite I actually just got a new order of it that came literally yesterday cannot wait to dive into that and I'd love it for you guys to give them a shot as well get to built.com right now and place your order there while you're there use the promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15% off your order get the best tasting protein bars and get them at built.com and support BYU football in the process. Thank you once again, my friends, for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We always love being with you guys. Want to encourage you guys to check out, though, the Locked On Bracket Breakdown, which will be taking place on March 14th, right here on Locked On Cougars, as well as all the YouTube channels across the Locked On Podcast Network. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you in-depth breakdowns of every matchup to help you fill out your brackets and also hopefully make some money along the way. So check that out. It's March 14th, the Locked On Bracket Breakdown live here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's talk some BYU hoops. A huge showdown tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific time for those going to Vegas or on the West Coast, 7 o'clock Mountain time for those of you here living in the Intermountain West, and 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. You guys got it. On BYU TV or streaming on the WCC Network, the BYU men's basketball program takes on the LMU Lions. This is a huge showdown for BYU in the sense that if BYU wants to have any hope of making the NCAA tournament, you got to win tonight and you got to advance to play San Francisco tomorrow and hopefully win that game. Uh, I look at this as this is the season. You have to focus on this game and this game alone if you're BYU because this is your season. The NIT, great, whatever. We'll cross that bridge if it comes to it at some point. But right now, there is still a chance for BYU to make the NCAA tournament, and you cannot afford to let that slip if you're the BYU basketball program. The interesting part about this is LMU and BYU are very very familiar with one another. They face each other twice in the final month of the season. Actually, was it, what, two, three weeks? No, not even three weeks apart. Maybe two weeks apart. 
They had their home-and-home home matchup. So Stan Johnson's squad, speaking of the Lions, are going to be very, very familiar with what BYU is trying to do against them. And we'll see how BYU does to go out there and take on LMU. Uh, I think this is a game, if BYU plays the way they did at home against LMU, the BYU should run away from them. Eli Scott is their leading scorer at 17 points a game. Uh, Kelly Leapepe, I still cannot say his name correctly. Of course, the glorious mullet that he has. Yes, it is glorious. I will not hear anything, any slander on that mullet. He did not play in that home game for BYU in Provo. If he is in the lineup, he is going to make life miserable for BYU because he, along with Eli Scott, they're not necessarily the tallest forwards in the world, but they are guys who can handle the ball, they can shoot it, they play good defense, and there's an absolute load on the interior. And guys like Fuseni Traore, Atiki Ali Atiki, Caleb Lohner are going to have their hands full trying to contain that. This is a very, very interesting matchup because LMU, as I said, their familiarity with BYU is very much an advantage for them going into this matchup, and they've will have they already played a game. They played last night. So you look at this matchup, and BYU's got to be very wary of this. You have to, if you're BYU, based on everything I have read, the prognostications out there, is BYU needs to win tonight. They need to win tomorrow night against San Francisco, and then they're going to face Gonzaga on Monday if they make it that far in the semifinals. You're not beating Gonzaga. I, I don't care what anybody says. BYU is not beating Gonzaga. There's a 99.999999 nines out to the nth degree. There's the most minuscule chance I feel like BYU could win that game, but it's a quality loss for BYU. There's a bunch of Q1 and Q2 victories on BYU's resume. You need another one against San Francisco tomorrow, and you got to first, though, take care of business against LMU. Man, I I am very concerned that the BYU basketball program could look past this game thinking, okay, we got to get that quad one win over San Francisco. But you want to have your chance stay alive for the big dance in March? Well, this game, this game right here will either keep you afloat or it will sink you. There is no other way this game is going to go. You lose this game, guess what? It's the NIT or bust. That's all. At that point, you are what? Second four out, I don't know where you land, but you are not going to the NCAA tournament. So BYU's got to focus on this game. The nice part is I think BYU takes a lot of confidence in here, and they do have a little bit of that hunger, I feel like. They understand what's at stake, and I hope that they just are able to focus in on this and not think about what if, what if, what if with every other circumstance out there. Living on the bubble is no fun. Uh, Greg Rebell was on with DJ and PK yesterday and said it's just a month-long like mental exercise when you're on the bubble like BYU is. You're watching teams around you that are ostensibly either just in front of you or just behind you and you're looking at their games do they lose do they win is that going to affect us you it's tough it's it's a tough way to live if you're a college basketball program trying to make the big dance but hopefully BYU can narrow in on this game alone and get themselves ready because they have got a very very tough gauntlet here you got to win two games take a day off on Sunday and then go up against uh, Gonzaga if all goes according to plan I am planning at some point uh, late tonight probably to do a special edition to recap whatever happens against LMU, and I'll give you a preview of the showdown against San Francisco and my thoughts on it. Or if they lose, we'll commiserate together about the loss and BYU very much looking at like a NIT bid is the best they will do. So we'll have that covered for you guys. But like I said, I hope BYU is able to focus in on this because if they don't, they're very much in danger of getting upset. And at that point, Wow, well, that season, the season's just gotten down the drain and very much feels like a disappointment considering where BYU was just, what, a month ago? 
crazy, crazy things have transpired for the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Look ahead to the weekend in other BYU uh, sports there, those teams in action. How did BYU baseball do yesterday for those of you who did not watch the games? We'll get to all of that in just a second. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. They've got you guys covered whenever it comes to your sports betting needs. Basketball is in full steam ahead mode right now, both in the pro and college hoop ranks. And for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, futures, whatever it is, even where the next fired coach might land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, as well as any other sport you might happen to be interested in. Cricket, uh, like I said, futures odds on college football or NFL. It's all available now at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. As we round out this Friday edition of the podcast, first things first, I want to say best of luck to Tyler Algier. He will be on the field at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana today for the NFL Combine. He'll be doing on-field workouts. If you want to watch it, maybe catch a glimpse of him or two, you'll be able to find him on the NFL Network between 2 and 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, They've moved a lot of this stuff to kind of the afternoon uh, and the primetime window because... Wow, stunningly enough, people love watching the Combine, and yours truly is included in that, and I hope to see him perform well. Uh, according to what I read, he is going to do every workout besides the bench press for NFL scouts, and he said, hey, I'm willing to play whatever position, special teams, linebacker, whatever an NFL team needs me to play, I'm willing to do it. That's right, that's, that is the right mentality for a guy like Tyler Algier, and any of you who have paid t- attention to this young man, he's humble. He is one of my favorite, favorite stories to come out of BYU in recent memory. A walk-on who made good on the bet on himself, switched positions as a freshman just to get on the field. Leads BYU in tackles against Boise State the very next year. He rumbles for 100 and some odd, what, 190 yards as a running back in that uh, rivalry game. And then goes on and sets the single-season rushing mark with 1,601 yards this past season. This dude is an incredible, incredible story, and I could not be more proud of him and hope he has a fantastic showing in Indianapolis, helps himself move up NFL draft boards and makes himself some money in the process. So best of luck to Tyler Algier today at the NFL Combine. All right, other uh, things that happened yesterday. Let's recap what happened yesterday. Baseball made it six straight wins with a 6-5 to five win in their first game of their doubleheader against Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but then they were shut out 2 nothing in the night cap of the two games games snapping a six game uh, win streak for BYU they're now six and three on the season they will play the final game of that series today that is scheduled to begin at noon at mountain time it'll be on BYU TV and also the BYU Sports Network on radio if you want to tune into that congratulations to the BYU softball program they beat San Diego State 2-1 in eight innings which in softball they will only play seven innings normally so it's extra innings but that snapped a three game slide for the softball program so congratulations to them on the fine showing in that regard. They will take on Yale today at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, but You can probably go find a live link at BYUCougars.com. Also, they'll be taking on uh, University of California, San Diego. So UC San Diego, the Tritons, that'll be at 6 o'clock this evening. There's an ESPN Plus link I am seeing here on BYUCougars.com. And they're going to round out play at the San Diego Invitational against Cal tomorrow at 2 o'clock Mountain Time down there in San Diego, California. Now, other teams in action this 
weekend include the women's and men's tennis programs. They are both on the road. Women's tennis at Utah State. Men's tennis at UC Santa Barbara. Men's and women's swimming and diving continue their participation in the Texas Last Chance Invitational down there in Austin, Texas. So best of luck to them. Also, uh, BYU Women's Gymnastics, they are going to be taking on a tri-meet hosting Illinois State and Washington at the Marriott Center. That is tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Meanwhile, the men's volleyball program, they open a two-game series at USC, the first game tonight, 8 o'clock Mountain Time at the Galen Center. The men's volleyball program battling hard, but have just not had any luck recently with wins. Hopefully, they'll be able to bounce back with a win tonight. They will also face off against USC tomorrow night. That'll be also be at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. And then the final note in terms of scheduling this weekend is men's tennis after taking on UC Santa Barbara today. They make the short drive to San Luis Obispo. They'll be taking on Cal Poly San Luis Obispo tomorrow at 1 o'clock Mountain Time as well. So a busy, busy weekend in BYU sports. And we'll recap for all for you guys on Monday. Like I said, I'm planning on sitting down late tonight after BYU and LMU wrap up and recap whatever happens. But I'll be doing it live from Las Vegas. I'm very excited and very thankful to my employers over at the Zone Sports Network as well as KSL Sports for sending me, frankly. It's going to be a ton of fun. Me and Mitch Harper will be uh, kind of doing a tandem job, tag teaming, covering a bunch of stuff, and I'll probably have Mitch on the podcast and make his uh, Locked On Cougars debut. Many, many years ago, I was on his original podcast, Cougars Center. be kind of fun to have him on my show after many, many years of friendship and obviously working around one another along the way. All right, that is going to do it for today's edition of the show. A huge thank you once again for your support. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker are your hosts. They bring the NFL Draft to life. Obviously, it's Combine Week. They're doing a great job covering it from top to bottom. It brings you everything you need to know about the NFL draft. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. All right, that's going to do it for now. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there, wherever you might be. And until tonight, tomorrow, or even on Monday, whenever it might be, hope you guys are doing great and having a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 4th, 2022.